Well, hello. I feel like I haven't talked to you guys in so long because so much of the content that I've been releasing has been old recordings and I didn't do an intro for last week's episode. So I feel like I haven't talked to you guys in forever. So first of all, thank you guys for being patient with me between the Rising Sign episodes coming out. I know that was about a three-week gap, maybe even a little bit more, about a month that I didn't release an episode. And What was happening was just there was a lot of moving parts going on. My partner was redoing his studio, um, which is where we record and edit this podcast. And it looks amazing now. And he's done a fantastic job, like soundproofing it. And well, not soundproofing it, but building sound things. Clearly, I'm the expert here. (laughs) But that was going on. But also, I just didn't feel like I had the energy. And when I listened to the rising sign part two energy, I was like, I feel like that's where like my energy peaked and it just crashed after that. And then I feel like I entered this burnout stage and I think I'm still in that. I think I will still be in that. Just work. I think all of us are working myself out of burnout and trying to give myself more compassion, more space, but at the same time, feeling all of this new energy coming in and being really excited about new projects that are downloading and new opportunities. and But it's just been a lot. And I think that um, I we actually talk a little bit about this in this episode, but Pluto squaring my moon, which is, it's a transit that lasts for a couple years. And it's really deep and it's really intense. And it's this transformational energy coming at a hard aspect to your emotions and your body. And um, for me, that's actually in the house of podcasts that rule podcasts and social media. So as you can see, my presence and my consistency is a little bit erratic. Like I'll show up a lot and then I'll come back a lot and you know, and maybe not released as consistently. And I think part of that is because of this Pluto energy just pressing, pressing down of like something new is happening, but it's not all the way there. And I can feel that. Like I can feel like I'm like, yes, I'm an astrologer, but I feel like more things are starting to channel through. Um, I've been giving more Akashic Records readings lately and crazy things are happening. Like like I channeled somebody's dog and <laughs> I knew like what they wanted and I knew what was going on with them and different things like that. And I feel like my gifts are, they're definitely strengthening, but I'm just becoming a lot more sensitive to the energy. And I've gotten a lot of revelation about my past life recently. And that's been really exciting. And it it's felt like it shifted a lot of the energy that I've been carrying. Just honestly, just a deeper understanding um, for some of the way I am and the way I think and the way that my brain is going to things and its reactions from past lives. And, you know, I think past life, early life, generational stuff, it's so, it's connected, but it's also very, very similar and it's different explanations of the same things. Um, So, and we, we talk a little bit about some of that in this episode. So I want to go ahead and get into this episode because it, is A, rather long, but it's also just so good. And I want you guys to, you know, not feel all talked out by the time we get to it. Um, 
So on today's episode, we have Catherine, and Catherine is an activation and an ascension guide, and she talks about what that is and the work that she does, but it's interesting because when I was editing this episode, I was like, wow, this is not how I remember this conversation at all. Like, I was just coming out of my Saturn return. I felt so heavy. I felt so intense, and I remember almost feeling like, I was just like barely making it through this episode, even though I loved it. Like I was getting so much out of it and I was enjoying our time together. But I like when I listened to it, when I was editing it, I was like, wow, I was just not ready to hear so much of what she's saying. And I do think there's some there being a part of a conversation versus listening to a conversation, um, even if it's a conversation I participated in, it gives you a different depth. Um and a different perspective. So it, it was definitely interesting. So I was like, oh, that's not how I remember experiencing this conversation. But I think part of what it was is Catherine is of such a high vibration. And she she talks about this where she just stays in these higher dimensions. And this is just kind of her normal, how she's always been her whole life. And she started to be able to put language to what it is in the past couple years. But she's such a gifted soul and a very old soul. And I think that when we recorded, I was in this pivotal place in my life. And that vibration was so high that I I wasn't getting everything she was saying. So, but re-listening to it today, it was just so powerful. And I'm like, wow, this is so, you know, where I am right now and where I see life shifting. So it's cool because I feel like I recorded this episode back in December. It was mid-December, right before the Great Conjunction on December 21st. And listening to it, I was like, oh yeah, this is, I needed to hold on to this episode until now so that I actually could catch up with the energy that we were talking about um, because I wasn't ready to release it. Like I wasn't ready to put this information out there because I hadn't embodied it. And I feel like I'm still embodying it. I'm still integrating, but I feel like this new vibrational level that she's at, that we're all moving towards, I feel more in flow with that now. So um, not trying to say I'm like there and I'm arrived, but I definitely feel more in flow towards that energy and more in this Aquarian energy and understanding it more. And I think when I was talking to her, I was just feeling exhausted. And I was like, yeah, I'm like, we talk about this in the episode. We talk about my Saturn return and just some maybe other, cause she's also an astrologer and she's a human design reader. I mean, she like does it all. Um, but we talk about, I get, get her perspective on my Saturn return and some placements in my chart and yeah, it was heavy. So we talk about that. And, but what I'm really excited for you guys to listen to is she goes into the history of the astrological ages. So we go from the golden age, the age of Leo, to Cancer, to Gemini, to Taurus, to Aries, to Pisces, all the way to where we are now. And of course, in Aquarius. And of course, I try to take us into Cap, the Capricorn age that's coming in like 2000 years. Um, I was like, what's happening then? Um, but anyway, it's, this is another level and I'm really excited to share this with you guys, but she's also very informed. Like she's a very well studied person. And so she's so gifted and so in tune and is channeling all this information, but is also, you know, constantly reading and learning and 
you know, taking in mental information. So there is so much history to back up what she's saying. And it's really just such a fun conversation to listen to. And I think it really helps us understand what's going on right now with the energy, but also like in our culture of there's been this huge just ex exiting of the church and religion in general. And I think a lot of us feel like we're doing something wrong or we're bad or we're like the black sheep. And and I think what's ha- it's more and more happening. And I don't think it's because the church is horrible and toxic and bad. I think it's because we're evolving into a different age where we're seeing, we're moving, and she talks about this in the episode, but we're moving from spiritualism to um consciousness and the difference between those and even moving from religion to spirituality to us being of like a higher consciousness. And we talk about Christ consciousness and Mary Magdalene and it it's just a fantastic episode. So, so excited for you guys to listen. And if you guys enjoy today's episode, please rate, review it on iTunes. Share this with a friend. Please, please. That's how I grow. That's how I continue to be able to do this podcast is by people sharing it. So please, please share this on social media. Send it to a friend. Um, and please also connect and follow me on social media. I love hearing from you guys. I love reading your charts. I love you know, just getting to gab with you guys about the energy of what's going on. And so please connect with me, hit me up on the podcast at I speak human podcast and, and also at my personal at Victoria G Stevens. Um, there's always my website. You can go to Victoria Greer and there you can sign up for readings with me and learn more about my offerings, but also just like about me and what I do. And I have not updated my website in a while that is on my to-do list. So please, uh, I'm hoping to get some good content posted on the podcast page. So bear with me, please bear with me on that. Um, but also, if you guys have been following me on Insta lately, I have discovered Instagram Reels, and I am in love. So I am making so many fun Reels of guessing the Zodiac sign, and I go through different qualities. And then I'm starting another series on the podcast Instagram of going through what the different planets mean in your charts. So I'm doing different content on both of the social medias, but it's all learning about astrology. So you want to follow both. Um, I would say I speak human. I keep it a little bit more nerd friendly. (laughs) So I'm going to give you guys a lot more of the dense astrology talk. Whereas on my personal Instagram, I keep it a little bit more playful and, you know, energy updates, but I'm not necessarily teaching people astrology as much. So I'm more giving them the forecast as an astrologer. Whereas on I speak human, that podcast, I'm really teaching you guys about how to read your own charts. That's there on both. But just so you know, that's the energy behind it. But anyway, go check those out. And there's so many more to come. I just spent a ton of time this week recording reels and creating content for Instagram. So I'm really excited about some of that stuff that's coming out. And yep, all really, really good stuff. So I hope you guys enjoy. Catherine also has a ton of Pisces energy in her chart, which is fun because we just entered into Pisces season. So probably very likely why this episode I felt you know, I waited a while to release it because this is just the perfect energy. I feel like to listen to this in, we're just so much more open and optimistic and honestly, just spiritually inclined during Pisces season. So 
Without further ado, I hope you all enjoy today's episode. Welcome to I Speak Human, a podcast about navigating the human experience by way of the stars. I'm your host, intuitive astrologer, Akashic record reader, and fellow human, Victoria Greer Stevens. Join me each week as we look to the stars to answer life's big questions. Who are we? Where are we going? And why are we here? This is I Speak Human. coming on to the podcast. I'm really excited to chat with you. And Oh my gosh, thank you. I'm thrilled. I have like all my notes prepared too. <laughs> if you ask about any specific dates or anything. <laughs> That's so exciting. Okay. Well, first of all, who are you? What do you do? And yes, just tell us. And then I also would love to hear about your podcast too, because I love your podcast. I think it's wonderful. Thank you so much. Yeah, I'm so honored to be here. So hello, listeners. Um, my <laughs> name, my, we, we were just talking about how formal we get. Um, yes, hello. Um, no, my name is Catherine Whaler. I'm an activation and ascension guide. So I use astrology, human design, and the 23rd dimension of the Akashic Records to work with my clients and bring them into their highest soul's purpose and power and love what I do um, every single day. I'm just so grateful. I'm a Saturn Pisces, Pisces stellium, Pisces midheaven. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I was just thinking this morning because I knew you had your Saturn in Pisces. I was like, I feel like she probably has a lot of things in Pisces. Yes. I have my Mars, my Mercury and my Saturn. And they're like literally like all up against my midheaven. Oh Mm -hmm. my gosh. What house is your Mm -hmm. midheaven in? The ninth. The ninth. Me too. Mm -hmm. What's your rising sign? I'm a cancer rising, hence being in bed. (laughs) Wow. Okay. So water, water, water. Yeah, but then then I'm an airy sun. Oh, interesting. Definitely. And I have an airy stellium in the 10th house. So, and tons of asteroids too. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I have all my feminine asteroids in my 10th house in Aries. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. I've just started. I, well, I've like gotten on the asteroids and then I get overwhelmed and I back off because I'm just like, <laughs> oh, God, so I but, love working with the asteroids. Yes. They just bring in like a whole new color and flavor. And I'm taking a class right now with an astrologer who specifically works with uh, divine feminine energy in a chart. And it's just, oh my God, it's, it's amazing. It's like, literally it's helping me tap into and remember so much. Like I've been starting to channel my own stuff about it and it's amazing. Oh my gosh. I'm just, I'm, yeah. I have so many questions for you already. But okay. so, and <laughs> I love then, it. And your moon is Libra, right? So you're a full moon? Mm-hmm. Yes. yes, I am. Born right on the full moon, right after um, the moon was exactly full in the sky. Mm-hmm. Oh. What degree is your Libra moon at? Oh my God. Let me look it up because I always forget my degrees. I feel like I just know mine so well because of all this cardinal energy has been hitting it for the past <laughs> year. So anytime you're like, this degree of cardinal, I'm like, oh shit. Here it goes. <laughs> oh my gosh. For me, it's literally like, so Pluto has been square my moon since like 2008 or something like that. Yeah. 
Me yes, too. exactly, because Libra Moon, yeah. So and I like my partner. <laughs> <laughs> it's um it's eleven degrees. That's right. Eleven. Eleven. Degrees. I'm twenty-two. So got nice. That. That nice. Fun. Yes. Oh wow. Yeah. You have been going through that. Well, how's that been? How's so you're a little ahead of me in the Pluto squaring the moon. So how's yours gone? Oh my God. <laughs> I'm like literally like what okay, what degree? I'm like now I have my chart up. Now I can look at all the things. Like what degree Pluto is my in listeners now. are gonna be like, what the hell? Or this is I know they're gonna <laughs> under the curtain. I'm like, yep. This is all my conversations as soon as I start talking to people. If you know anything about astrology, this is I think I even said I called human design spiritual crack cocaine last episode. So oh my god, yes. It totally is though. Like it's this is such so a rabbit is. hole. And this is how we talk to each other too. Like my best friend and roommate, she's an astrologer also. And literally like <laughs> our conversations are not there. You can't even follow them as a normal person because it's a different language. It's a whole it's so and you're a Libra moon. So I feel like we're so good at just like up oh, and this yes. and this. And that oh. and connections. Uh-huh. <laughs> What's your human design type or your energy and profile? Yeah. So I'm a manifesting generator. Hence why I love doing all the things. Yeah. Um, I'm a four <laughs> six profile. So I'm a, yes. So I'm um, an opportunist role model. Um, I'm a sacral uh, authority um, what else? Yeah, those are the those are the big ones. Oh, my incarnation cross. I'm an incarnation cross right angle of service. Ooh. Yes. Interesting. What is that? What is I know what the what is the incarnate the cross? Well, what is the incarnation cross? So I liken the incarnation cross to like the midheaven in astrology because okay. it's basically what is your highest purpose for being here? Like what is your life purpose and what is that energy that you're always giving, even if you're not consciously aware of it? I would, we're just go, we're just going. This is yeah. the most, I I started to prepare notes for this and I just kept hearing over and over, don't, don't prepare notes. There's absolutely no point. And I was like, okay, fine. So I did not worry about preparing notes, but um, what is, I would, I have so many people ask me like, can you give me a better definition for a midheaven? And I was like, I feel like that is something astrologers skirt around and don't like describe really well. So I would love to hear what do you think What is the midheaven in astrology? To me, the midheaven is like the highest pinnacle point of like what mm-hmm. you came here to be. Like to me, like I work with the midheaven all the time because what I specifically help people with, whether it's business or personal is like, Mm -hmm. what is your zone of genius? What is like your purpose for being here and your mission? Um, I have like a lot of uh, Pleiades energy in my chart too. So I'm like very focused on the mission, (laughs) Mm -hmm. right? And like bringing in the mission, like it's my south node in the chart is like right on the Pleiades. So, oh, wow. Yeah. So for me, like that's what the midheaven stands for is it's like, what is your highest expression, highest mission, highest purpose for being here? And then the way that I look at it too, is that your midheaven is the part of you that you weren't able to be like as a child, right? Because it's on the opposite axis from your IC. So it's like, it's like everything that you didn't get to be as a child, you get to express and grow into as an adult. Oh my gosh. Whoa, that feels well. 
I feel like you just gave so much depth to my midheaven. My midheavens oppose my Libra moon. So my midheaven is, and it's square my Mercury, and my Mercury (gasps) is square my Libra moon. Interesting. And then I have my midheaven in Aries. So Okay, okay. I'm honestly like kind of, what does that mean? What would you think that meant or insights about that? I'm curious. To have your, well, I think you're just like establishing yourself as an individual and really focused, really focused. What did you say? It's square? It's squaring Mercury. Mercury. But it's opposing my moon. But it's opposing your moon. Yeah. So I think it's like you're really growing into who you are as an individual and like your individual empowerment, right? Finding your own individual voice Mm -hmm. (laughs) with that square, your Mercury, right? And like that challenge of um, speaking up for yourself, even when it's difficult or even when you like find that to be a challenging thing to do or you find yourself in a circumstance um, where that's challenging. I always liken an Aries midheaven to me. That's like Mulan energy. That's like I just watched that song. I was like, I, yes. I am a warrior. I'm so unathletic, but I'm like this warrior. I'm a warrior. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. To me, like that, like that's such like an Aries. Aries midheaven is like that warrior, like trailblazer, pioneer like first of their kind, you know, kind of energy. And then like layering onto that, you're a manifesting generator. So it's like you're breaking molds, you're breaking out of the box. Like you're just becoming your own person, (laughs) regardless of what society thinks or anybody else wants you to be. And through that, you inspire others to do the same. Oh my gosh. And well, I have a stellium in Capricorn. So my Capricorn's like, do not break the structure. (laughs) Your Capricorn is like, keep the structure in place. Keep the structure. I have, but I have the crit. My stellium is my sun is at zero degrees of Capricorn. So by like three hours, I am a Capricorn. Okay. So I have that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But I have all of these planets in, I have my Mercury. I have, uh, Oh my gosh, Mercury, Saturn, Neptune, Uranus, and then my son, all in my oh sixth my house. God. Oh my God. Well, congratulations on finishing out your return. Like, uh, hey, hell, you. that was amazing. <laughs> it was rough. I was, oh my God. I just got, I was sick this week. I was like, I felt horrible. I was like, this is the most intense Saturn return. It's been. Oh, and my, mine has been perfectly descriptive of my chart, like perfectly. So all the health stuff, daily life, literally having like existential crises about my daily schedule. Like it's the, <laughs> I mean, I'm like, this is, sixth house. <laughs> I'm like, this is the most sixth house shit. What the hell? Like I'm always, I'm like, what is Saturn returning your six? If you're not going to get sick, what is Saturn return? <laughs> having an existential crisis. Like I have, I think I started about. 10 or 15 different ways to schedule my days and like came up with oh all these plans. God. And I was like erotic about it. Oh and then I was my like, God. This is insane. That's and then so COVID funny. happened. So all I had right. all I had to do was do that. And it was a sickness. It's like this sickness keeps <sighs> impacting my daily life. And before oh. that, my partner was like in the hospital and we were like dealing with his health stuff for like seven or eight months. And I was like, this is just some, this is some sick sal shit right here. So, oh, oh man, I'm very, very oh, happy to be done with 
Oh, girl. <laughs> I'm happy for you. Just like hearing that. Thank you. Yeah, that that that's hard, man. That's hard. And then what do you have? Like, what do you have in your 12s? Was it like opposing anything or? Um, yes, my Jupiter. I have Jupiter oh my Cancer. God. In the oh, my God. And then, uh-huh, and then Chiron's there, too. Oh, my God. You poor baby. Oh my God. <laughs> it has been, yeah. I had an astro- I've had few astrologers look at my chart over the year. And just because I'm like, am I missing anything? They're just like, no. <laughs> oh my God. Well, congratulations. Thank like you. you are out. You are clear. I am. But you oh. know, I think part part of the good thing is is that I'm I do have so much Capricorn. So I've been like, I've been training for this my entire life. <laughs> I am yeah. I am ready for this and I'm like this is oh we have nothing we have to do without I'm like it's like my Capric- Mulan like mixes with like a survivor yeah. in the outback so anyway well thanks for giving me your insight on my chart that's fun um I love that no, there's, oh, my- no, it's, yeah that's it Move yeah, <laughs> my my Saturn. So my Saturn is in Pisces, right in the ninth house. Uh-huh. And so I've already looked at it like during my Saturn return at the beginning of it, I'll be going through my progressed moon in Scorpio in the fifth house. Uh-huh. And then I'll be going through Sagittarius in the sixth. So I was like, yeah, so basically for my whole Saturn return, I just plan to like be in an ashram. Like no one can contact me. I'm just like, <laughs> That's a really good idea. You know, just like really like taking out a few years to just process. (laughs) I kind of think that's what your your Saturn group is going to do anyway. Like they're all going to. We're all like in droves go to the ashram. They're just like, no, we're not. We're trying to figure out how not to heal the whole wide world. And we're going to go to an ashram. So. And they're going to just be, you guys are just going to be like, we're going to let you guys burn. Like, love you guys. We're going to go pray over here. We're not doing this. It's like, we send you love and light. Love, love and light. And all the Saturn and Capricorns will be like, we're fine. It's fine. Go, go. Take care of yourself. I know. I have I have so many friends who are Saturn and Capricorn because they're like 89, like 90 babies. And so they're so funny. They're like, you're so goddamn optimistic. <laughs> Oh yeah, you like late millennials. <laughs> I I have I do I have a few friends that I know. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna call one of, and I I didn't realize they were all Saturn and Pisces, but I realized anytime I needed yeah. like a boost, I'd call one of them mm-hmm. because they're just so optimistic. Like, tell me something good that's happening in life. <laughs> we're like, like, well, I mean, as long as we're in a good place, like if we're in a yeah. bad place, not the person to talk. Yeah. Yeah. But <clears throat> yeah, if we're like in a good place spiritually, like we are like little like Yoda gurus going around. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, that's that was a fun rabbit hole. I'm sure we'll do a few more rabbit holes. But <laughs> so tell me about so you're a Kashuk Records reader. We went yes. over all your 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 jazz. I'm trying to think if there's any other. No. We did that. We did the the any no enneagram. I mean, I don't really ask people about the enneagram. Oh, but I'm a, I'm like a seven. I think I never it's been asked a while since I did that. <laughs> well, I always a, help. What are you? I'm a three. So okay. yeah, I'm like yeah, whatever. I achieve things. It makes sense. Capricorn Aries. 
Yeah, that's what <laughs> I, I'm, I, I'm always like, but that's like, I don't know. Like, I mean, I do like Myers-Briggs and stuff too. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm an ENFP, duh. But like, I mean, it's, it's like, but you would know that from looking at my chart, you know? <laughs> like, yeah, it's, I'm, if I got into astrology, I don't care at all about the Enneagram or no, Myers-Briggs. because it's, it's a test anyways <laughs> and it changes. Yeah. Like, it's not yeah. your blueprint. Yeah. I don't really, I, and it was kind of funny. It started to come out of my mouth and I was like, I don't care. Why am I asking her this? I never ask people this, but... <laughs> It just was like in my brain of like different questions to ask. Okay, I was actually going to ask yeah. about the 23rd dimension. That's yes. what I was very yes. different from Enneagram. So yeah. you work in that. So talk, tell us about that. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> in order to simple in like 30 seconds or less, just give me like a summation. What is the 23rd dimension? How can we get there? And yeah, just keep it simple. <laughs> Oh my god, I'm dying. Um, okay, so so to to kind of like preface this, let's back up. So I so I didn't learn how to read the Akashic Records. I've lived the Akashic Records my whole life. Like I'm sort of like a little bit of a walking library, and I've been like that my whole life, and I've been tapped into that my whole life. <laughs> um, and so like for me. I, I've always kind of existed in like an 11th dimensional frequency where I just sort of exist in like the past, the present, the future, like all, like I'm aware of all timelines all at once, you know? And, and when I was younger, I thought that was really normal. Like I thought everyone was like that, (laughs) right? Like I have like a Saturn in Pisces, Scorpio North node, (laughs) like Jupiter and, you know, Scorpio and all this stuff. And so I'm like, I just, I really thought everyone was like that. And then it wasn't until, um, you know, like later on in elementary school that I realized that I was really different and that like remembering ancient Egypt and like speaking light language was not like a normal thing for people to be doing. So so I've I'm I I've been told and it's interesting. This is where it gets really interesting because I've channeled and been told that I'm an original Akashic record keeper. So how this comes into play and where it kind of gets corroborated um and it's not just me being like a kook is uh this year actually I was um I was in my pool and I was asking my guides, right? And I just was communicating with my guides and I never thought of them as like anything special, but I knew that I had a connection that most people don't have. Like I have a channel that most people don't have. And so I was communicating with them and I was like, what comes next, you guys? And they were like, just look for the rainbows, look for the rainbows everywhere. And so I said, okay, (laughs) like, I love rainbows. I've always loved rainbows. I painted my door rainbow when I was six years old. Like that sounds cool. And so then I was putting away my clothes one day and literally it came channeled through me. Like literally it's the most mundane thing I could be doing. And they were like, the Akashic records are held in the 22nd and the 23rd dimensions of the rainbow realm. And I was like, Oh, (laughs) okay. (laughs) Very interesting. Um, great. Good to know. (laughs) And so, like, and also it should be said, too, that, like, a few years when I was introduced to the term Akashic Records, I was like, oh, that sounds cool. I'd like to do that. And my guides just laughed at me. And they were like, you are so silly. You have lived them your whole life, (laughs) you know? And they're like, you're already using them, you silly goose. So, anyways, 
<laughs> you silly goose. So anyways, so then this is where it comes in and it gets really like, ooh, because I connected. So I'm on Instagram one day and I've connected with this, this younger woman who's just like a few years younger than me, Mary. And um, she's an Akashic record reader, right? And she talks about the Pleiades and she talks about, um, you know, like connecting with her guides and everything. And I'm like, oh, yeah, like I'm into her vibe. I feel connected to her. And then one day I see her say that the Akashic records are held in the 23rd dimension. And it's like got all these rainbows and stuff. And so I thought, oh, my gosh, yay, someone else channeled this too. <laughs> like, again, I I never think that what I do is like anything different than anyone else. So I'm like, yay, like, oh, my gosh. So I commented and I said, wow, so cool. I channeled that also, you know. And so she reaches out to me and she's like, wait, what? <laughs> she was like, wait, you channeled that? And I said, yeah, I was putting away my clothes one day and they just – came down to me and told me the Akashic records are held in the 23rd dimension and I have access to that. And most people who work with the Akashic records, it's like eighth dimensional frequency Akashic records, right? That's like the access point that they have. And the way that my guides show it to me is it's like, if you think of a library, right, it's like there's restricted access or there's floors that only like certain people are allowed to access because they've been granted that. And so that's how kind of like the dimensional frequencies of it work. And that's just through like soul lineage and like growth and everything. I mean, I truly believe that everyone has access to it like inside. It's just that they haven't tapped into it. Right. And so for me personally, so I, so, okay. So I connect with Mary. Right. And then she's like, Oh my God. She was like, I have been channeling all this crazy stuff about this. She goes, okay, she goes, do you call your guides anything? And I was like, no, they're just my spirit guides. And she's like, okay, do, do me a favor, go into the records, like check in with your guides. Right. And she was like, and just ask them about themselves and your connection to all of this. And they gave me that they're the council of the pinnacle, which she was like, oh my God, yes. (laughs) And I was like, okay, yeah, same thing. Like council of the pinnacle. Um, and that I held the energy of the star Maropa and the energy of the heart chakra. And that this is all connected because it's the rainbow realm, right? And all the chakras are the rainbow. And so then Mary is like, oh my God, like I'm, um, uh, I forget, her. I always want to call her Electra, but there's another name for her that she, Iliari. She's like, I'm Iliari. That, that, that's one and the same. She was like, oh my God, like I've been shown, like I hold the energy of Iliari. This other girl I know, she holds the energy of Maya. And then this other girl that we just connected with, she holds the energy of Tegete. So that's the third eye chakra, the solar plexus and the sacral chakra. And then I would be the heart. And so she was like, this is so crazy. We need to get together. We need to start talking. And I started talking to these women and we had so many synchronicities. It was ridiculous. And even the moment that we started channeling all of this, like individually about the Akashic records are held in the 23rd dimension was all um, like around that same, like a few weeks of each other. So it was absolutely insane. And we've been working together ever since. And we got together over um, Halloween over Samhain. 
um, to do a ceremony and stuff and to open a portal basically. And we've, we've just had crazy dreams and crazy visions about what we're going to do in the future together and everything like it's our collective. Um, and it was so crazy. I mean, the entire weekend I just had intense deja vu and it was like, it, there's so, there's so much I could say about it, except that just, I, like I feel so connected to these women and like all of them are exactly like me where their entire lives like they've had this axis and they've had this sort of like intuition that is different than most people and just this like perspective and way of seeing everything that's different than a lot of people and it just was like <laughs> so wow yes oh my gosh so this is Oh my gosh. My, I feel like there's like no logic words that match what you're saying right now. So I'm just like, okay, it was let everybody like, let that sink in for a second. I mean, trust me, like it was such a whirlwind for me. Like it was so, it's been, you know, the biggest thing that's happened to me this year has been connecting with these women and, and just like receiving these kinds of messages. And, and ever since then, it's just been like on hyperdrive. There was one week in September and then I remember astrologically, it was like so much was going on. It was right before Mars went retrograde. And I was just channeling, 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 channeling. Like I, I, I couldn't even like human that way that week because it was just full on. Like I was just a channel. Um, and it was so crazy because they just channeled so much to me so quickly. And then they kind of were like, okay, so the roads are busy now. Um, so like traffic is congested with all the entities that are trying to get through. So that's enough channeling for now. We'll come back later. <laughs> and I was like, uh, okay. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> Gosh, I can like feel all your energy as you're talking. And I'm like, like, even when you were talking about the portals, the camera glitched. And yes. there was just yes. so much energy when you were just talking. I was like, this is so this is so basically, this is just a completely different dimension that yeah, even most people are working with when they tap into the Akashic records. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like this. <laughs> I mean, I mean I, there's no, I don't really have a way to, I mean, my, my, Mer, all my Mercury energy is trying to figure out a way to sum this up. And I'm like, you just said like the most crazy, amazing shit I've ever heard. <laughs> I know it's pretty wild. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, for me, even, even when I do like Akashic, I mean, I actually take people into the Akashic records too. Um, like I, what do you mean you take them in? Um, <laughs> well, I attune them to the Akashic records through like an activation. I guess it could uh -huh. be likened to an activation meditation, but really it's like a whole quantum like connection session type thing. And I only do it when my guides are like, yes, this person can have access to their records in, in this realm. Um, but yeah, like I don't just do readings for people. Like I take them in themselves to look at things. Um, this sounds yeah. so amazing. Everybody, if you are listening to this, <laughs> please go check her out. This is so crazy. <laughs> oh my gosh. So you take them into your Akashic records. They're literally physically into themselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Cause we all, we all have access to it. It's just like, we, you know, 
I'm obsessed with like the science of consciousness because I think that that's like really what proves everything and like all the research that's being done right now. And like frequency to me is the most fascinating because it's, it's vibration, you know, it's, it's, um, it's movement and it's sound and everything. And so that's really what it is, is like, for me, like I've never had to say a prayer or anything to get into the records. Like I just live the records. Like you just knock on the door. You're just like, Hey, I live here. Remember? Yeah, (laughs) basically. Yeah. 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 And then sometimes I get called into meetings too. Sometimes they call us into meetings and then we all have to like sit at the, you know, cosmic table receiving messages. Who is they? What table are you sitting in? Who's around you? (laughs) Like, is there, what, who's there? (laughs) So those are my highest guides, the council of the pinnacle. Um, And so they exist in the 23rd dimension and they um, are sort of like this, um, it's, it's in the Pleiades, but it's not mm-hmm. just Pleiadian energy. Like it's right. Arcturus and Syrian and like everything. And, um, basically like they, <clears throat> they're kind of like, kind of like a galactic federation type deal. Um, but it's a little bit different. Um, and so the best way I can describe it is it's like being in a boardroom meeting and I like I literally will get called in like I'll be in the shower or something and then all of a sudden they'll be like a meeting is starting and I have to like I'm not joking like it's it's it sounds crazy like trust I don't me, think I'm, you're, I'm like more <laughs> I'm more going like hey, this, is, this happens to me I've just never like mm, I see this and I look and I'll and I'll and I've been told like, hey, when you get a message, you need to put me, record, start recording now, and I have yes, to like pick yes. up my phone and grab my phone, or like meeting in process, or like, mm-hmm. and I'll get called into like different rooms and like talk to different groups of yeah. people. Yeah, and absolutely. I, yeah, I it's so I don't know. I'm very much like I don't know the labels or anything, but I've been in like. This and room. honestly, the labels don't even really. I mean, as long as it feels like it's a high vibrational energy that communicating with you like the labels are really not that's why I always try to talk about this like I mean like yes it's very different than what a lot of people channel in fact the only people I know who channel this are my sisters that's what we call ourselves and then also who we think um is a sister but like isn't connected to us who's actually a really well-known Akashic channel but um because it's just like it's just a different it's just different terminology yeah, exactly. Right. Mm-hmm. So interesting. Okay, so you found this. So how long have you been reading the Akashic Records just overall? Like officially using the word yeah. Akashic Record? Mm-hmm. Um, a little over a year that I've oh, actually wow. that I've actually known that like word Akashic Record. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. right. Because to me okay. it was just always to so me just it was like your just, life. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I very much resonate with it. I read the Akashic yeah. Records and I like when oh, I started cool. learning about it, I was just like, okay, so like just what I do. Like this isn't. Yeah. Like, and I mean, the prayer to me honestly doesn't really help or do anything. I'm just like, this is just kind of where I am, am. Like I'm just checked into this yeah. other realm. I've never, I've never once in my life used the prayer because I've just never felt like I, I mean, I, sometimes I close my eyes if I really want to see visions and I really just want to like straight channel. But a lot of times it's just having a conversation like this and I'm just being like 
you know, a picture play out in front of me or like words come through. So yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people, honestly, who are connected to astrology, like especially astrology, where they tend to sort of like channel into the energy and it's not so like, <laughs> what's the right word for it? Like robotic astrology, right? <laughs> right? Oh, totally. I, it's like intellectual. I ca- I, ca- I have my nerd yes. astrologers that I listen to yes. that I'm like, really, that I'm like, oh, I love like Chris Brennan. He's so yes. dry. He's I was nerd. just about to say oh, <laughs> yeah. perfect example. That whole crew. Yes. And I'm like, oh, you yes. guys are so, and I mean, and I love it, but it's definitely yeah. very dry, very Saturn astrology. Very Saturn. Yes. Yeah, such a good way to put it. But yeah, but I think a lot of astrologers who are like channel astrologers actually do have that connection and just maybe like don't consciously remember like the words for it or something or just call it channel. But yeah, I mean, it's absolutely connection to the Akashic Records. So this is, okay, so how did you get here just in life? Like how did, oh, also I heard you worked for Stitch Fix. Me too. So. I did. I did. Very <laughs> I cool. And I was like, that's <laughs> hilarious. And I was like, I also worked at Stitch Fix. It's that Libra moon, man. Oh my God. <laughs> I know. And I, I was so, well, go ahead. What? you? Oh, worked? I was just going to say I worked as a stylist for anthropology too. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. Cool, cool. So how did you get here? Like, yeah, how did you, did you always know you wanted to be, I mean, what what do you call yourself? You call yourself a healer, a mystic? I call myself an activation and ascension guide. That's such a beautiful phrase. Activation and ascension guide. Mm -hmm. Yes. It was so crazy because that was channeled to me one day. I had been calling myself just like an energy um, channel. And then literally they were like, no, you're an activation and ascension guide. I was like, no, one's going to know what this is. <laughs> like, I, like that's, I'm just going to go by energy channel. At least people know what that is. And then it was this year I was reading lineage of the codes of light, which I highly recommend if you haven't read before, it was so activating for me. Um, and it was in the chapter about Miranda, who is is goddess Isis. They literally said that she was an activation and ascension guide. <laughs> and I was oh my gosh! And I and and my sisters were reading at the same time, and they were like, we almost uh-huh. like threw the book across the room because you had received the exact same you know title. So yeah, it was pretty wild. So you guys have just, I mean, do you feel like your souls have just known each other forever? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think, I think we're some of the oldest souls present. Yeah. How many lifetimes do you think you've had? Oh my God. Thousands. Hundreds of thousands. 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 So hundreds, hundreds of, thousands. of thousands. I'm such a fucking old millions. Like I'm such a fucking old soul. I've, I've, I've said that since I was little. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I can like feel it. When when I found out that you were like, I don't know, six or seven years younger than me, I was like, no. No one she's ever like, believes my age. <laughs> I was like, she's like, um, she feels so much older than me. I was like, I, I was like, I feel like a baby just even looking at and listening to your stuff. Like, you just can tell. You, it's very obvious. Yeah. And I know I've been here thousands of times, but I can like, <laughs> I can feel it. Like you are, you're, yeah, you can tell that you've been here just so much. Yeah. So, so transitioning a little bit, let's, let's talk, what the, let's talk about these. You did such, gosh, this is, Welcome to Mercury being in Sagittarius. This has happened to me. I can't talk. What are words? You're like, let's just use blah. (laughs) 
Oh my gosh. Me and my partner for the past two days have literally been going around and going, uh, it's burr outside. It's burr. And then this morning we were going, it's burr. And I was like, it's like, uh, and then I'm like burr. And we've literally stopped using words and have just started grunting out our feelings about I don't know why, but you sound like like a Miley Cyrus song or something. (laughs) Like everyone (laughs) (laughs) says. What do you mean? I I don't know. She is Sagittarius. Yeah. I don't know. She has songs like that are like, burp, burp. She does. Well, her little sister has a song like "Make You cr- Make Me Cry." I never need it in like a do right now, whatever. But after every flipping chorus, there's a when all you ever do is make me, and it's like a drop. And I'm like, and I had a friend tell me they were like, she was French. Victoria, that sounds like poop in the water. <laughs> oh my god! Ew! Like, ooh, sexy. So now. <laughs> I was like, that is great. You have ruined that song for me forever. Anyway, <laughs> tangent. But let's chat a little bit about this Aquarian age thing. Yeah. So what is the Aquarian age? How do we know that we're in it? But I, I want to chat about that. But I also would love for us to go over the ages mm-hmm. because I I think that will help people understand like, oh, they under, they already know this. They know what this is. They just haven't heard the words to it. And I've never heard anyone describe it as well as you did. So seriously, I was like, oh, this all makes sense now. Like I've, I've always (laughs) known pieces of this, but I've never heard anyone put it, like lay it out like you did. So yes, I would just love to chat about it. So first of all, what is the Aquarian age? Okay, so, okay, so I should preface this by saying, like, astrologers do not have a consensus on right. <laughs> when it starts, like, <laughs> like, there's, even really that it even really exists. Yeah. I mean, I full-heartedly do believe and know that, astro- like, astrological ages are a thing. Like, I don't oh, question yeah. that at all. There's some astrologers that do, and I'm kind of like, spoil sports, <laughs> like, you're just no fun. Like I, I agree. I, it was funny. I found you and another astrologer the same day, mm. and he was like, "I don't believe me, Aquarian age." And I was like, "Well, I'm not going to listen to you anymore because <laughs> that's not fun." And I want to talk about the Aquarian age. So I mean, it was. I don't ever do things like that, but for some reason, I was just like, "Yeah, it felt stick in the mud." Like, yeah, stick in the muds. And also, it's in the mystery school tradition that there are mm. astrological ages. So it's like, right. I, I think that's like a new age astrologer thing to be like, they're not in the Like, I don't know. I just think it's like, that's ancient astrology is that there's astrological ages. <laughs> I feel like we're like making fun of kids in like the astro- astrological lunchroom. We're like, ooh, they don't. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> this is yeah. awesome. This is what it would have been like if we were taught astrology as kids. Oh my god, that would have been amazing. I would have loved that. Mm-hmm. Um, so we all don't agree. So we all don't um, agree, but- and then we don't agree on like when it ha- like when it officially starts. Which honestly, with astrological ages, it doesn't really matter because, as you know, like it's a progression anyways, and it's a transition, and it's not like on this exact date. However, obviously with the great conjunction that is like literally days away (laughs) at the time of this recording, um, uh, you know, we're obviously getting a ton of Aquarius energy and we're going to be in that energy for the next like 30 years with 
Pluto going into Aquarius and everything. So in my mind, like that is definitely indicative of Aquarian age, (laughs) you know? So the way I see it is we're in it. Um, we've been in it. Like, I just, I really feel that way. Um, so yeah. So do you want me to go through the different, different ages briefly? Okay. Would love that. Okay. So I'm going to try to do this like as concisely as possible. Um, cause I think my episode was like an hour long and I was just talking to myself. So It was awesome. I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> I love that. Libra moons can do that. I my oh, partner has a podcast so too, and I was like, man, we can just talk to ourselves. I don't, like, I don't even have to talk so to anybody at that. I know, I know. I like those are my favorite episodes. I love, I love my solos. Okay, so so the golden age of Leo. Okay, so this is where we take it back because this is where we have recorded history. Now, of course, there were ages before this, because <laughs> um, obviously Earth is much older. Um, than just, you know, 10,000 years BC. Um, But this is where we have recorded human history. So the golden age of Leo. So the age of Leo was from 10,000 to 8,000 years BC, approximately. Um, This is where we see a lot of influence of like sun gods and sun worship. This is connected. I personally, um, I think that's part of the reason why like we're connecting back to those ancient lineages like ancient Egypt and um, uh, Greece and uh, Atlantis, right, Um, is because this is all on the opposite axis of Aquarius, um, because Leo and Aquarius are across from each other, right? So um, so this is really connected to the energy that we're working with right now because we're working in the opposite energy of Leo. So uh, Leo was characterized, um, like I said, by the sun, right? It was a golden age for humanity and consciousness and connection to the divine. Um, we see that even still documented in you know, ancient Egyptian um, hieroglyphics and everything. Um, They estimate that this is probably when the pyramids were built um, to, you know, worship the sun gods. And I have my own thoughts on all of that. (laughs) Podcast for another day. Um, (laughs) But yeah, but this was certainly like when humanity um, started really thinking of themselves as individuals, right? And we started to individuate Um, And it wasn't as uh, rudimentary. So this is kind of like when astrologers say kind of like civilization sort of started. But in my mind, it's like this is just when it started in recorded history. But certainly in our current paradigm, like this is how far we go back. Um, And that was Isis and Osiris and, you know, like I said, all those sun gods. So then after the age of Leo, which also I should say a lot of people connect with Atlantis and the fall of Atlantis because of the negative side of Leo, which is pride and is the ego, right? So that's a lot of people carry these sort of um, subconscious fears, right, of like their pride or their ego taking over too much um, or our leadership doing that, right, today because Um, A lot of people who were around for that time have reincarnated in this time. 
um, so that we don't make those same mistakes, right? Um, so then we have the age of cancer. So the age of cancer uh, was from approximately 8,000 to 6,000 years BC. Um, and this is, you can really see this in recorded history. I mean, there are so many, money, there are so, I mean, yes, money, but there are so many, um, mother goddess statues all over the world. Um, ancient, like fertility goddess statues. Um, this is where we really see like, uh, the influence of woman and the influence of uh, very feminine energy, right? Divine feminines uh, leading the way and being in charge of everything, right? We weren't always a patriarchy. This was a very matriarchal uh, society. Um, so that was the age of cancer. Um, so then we go to the age of Gemini from 6,000 to 8,000. And the age of Gemini, um, or excuse me, 6,000 to 4,000 years BC. Um, so this is when we start to see communication. This is when we start to see signs of trade, exchange, communications, connections, um, infrastructures between different cultures. Um, humans discovered the written word. Right. This is when we started writing to each other um, and it became a little bit more complicated than just like hieroglyphics. Um, this is also when we used uh, arts and skills, um, when spirit uh, went into matter. Right. So um, we started kind of losing our connection to higher consciousness um, and the higher uh, dimensional world. Right. And we started sort of like. Um, becoming more and more dense as a society. So then we had the age of Taurus. And that... Can, can yeah. I ask you a question yes. about that? Why do you think that... Because Gemini's air. Uh -huh. Why do you think that, that we became more dense as a society during a Gemini age? Um... I think that Gemini is very connected. Well, I think if you look at it as the opposite of like Sagittarius... Mm -hmm. Right. Gemini is sort of like information and technology and um, like, you know, shorter distance is right. It's like right. it's less expansive. So it's logic. It's logic. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it's logic. Um, and so I think it just started the way that I see the energy is it just started coming like inward, you know, like Leo and Cancer, are kind of these like bigger, like bigger energies or these more flowing energies. And then Gemini is kind of like, okay, what's the fact? What's the information? And so, yeah, I think it's exactly what you said. Like our logical brain started taking over. Um, this is even when we see the transition too of like pu putting more focus on the brain versus like focus on the heart, right. Or, or other, um, parts of ourselves. Um, so I think like that just all contributed to it. I think also, having the written word, um, like what I'm downloading right now is that there might've been some distortion there too, of having like the written word as sort of like the word, right. Versus, um, having, uh, kind of like passed down from generation to generation, like, you know, tales and stories and, and this higher connection. And I think also too, like, the the galactic energies right that we're working with um i almost said the us but that we're working with the world right um i think they were kind of like pulling back right because humans are supposed to we're, we're supposed to kind of be able to do this on our own like that's sort of the earth school 
right? Is that um, without that higher connection, like we're supposed to kind of figure it out. And so we sort of had to get into that denser energy. And then I think finally it was, um, you know, probably the, more the end of the age of Gemini going into the age of Aquarius, which is very earth. You mean Taurus? Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, Taurus. Yes. Oh, that's what I was thinking too when you were talking. I was like, well, the, it. I could imagine it becoming denser as it transitioned yes. into Taurus, which exactly. is obviously a very, very dense energy. So maybe it started a lot more fluid and then it became more and more and more dense. Yes. I think that's – That makes mm-hmm, sense. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So and, so – and then Taurus. Okay. So then Taurus. So then – uh, Taurus was 6,000 to 4,000 years ago. Um, and Taurus, again, we see very feminine energy. Like this is still, uh, has a lot to do with the divine feminine and goddess worship. This is like Hathor, um, and like bull, um, or like cow goddesses, right. Um, that became like the height of worship of these, feminine forms and feminine goddesses. Um, So again, we're getting into denser and denser and denser energy because it is more focused on the earth. But there was such a connection to the earth too. So it wasn't like we we totally lost that. Um, I think the age of Aries is where we kind of got off track because in the age of uh, Taurus, we started establishing more structures like the monetary structure that we have today um, more trade, more, um, commerce, right. Um, that we brought in from the age of Gemini. So it became like kind of a more, um, practical everyday energy versus the energies of before that were really all about like, let's connect to the divine. It was, to me, it kind of became a little bit more of survival energy too, but not super, um, not super survival until the end in which it turned into Aries because there was a transition of power from the feminine to the masculine, which is Mm. where we still find ourselves today. Um, which I have a lot to say about the age of Aries because I think there's a lot of distortion in the age of Pisces because we sort of, um, carried over the age of Aries a little too much. (laughs) Yeah, you mentioned that, and I thought that was so interesting that you said that it may not even be out of it now. Like we're, that, we still I think have we some still, of that. Aries. I think we have a lot of wounding from the age of Aries. Like I think it went a little too shadow side during the age of Aries because it, so the age of Aries was two thousand to four thousand years ago. Um, approximately from 2000 to 0 BC, um, maybe up to 500 AD, depending on the astrologer that you talk to. And this is where we see great military cultures build up, right? So this is where we see like the Egyptians and the Persians and the Jewish and the Trojans, the Greeks, the Spartans, the Romans, right? Everybody builds up their military and it's all about being strong. Mm -hmm. And it's all about this male dominant power, Um, And it becomes like all the myths and all the mighty male heroes of Moses and Hercules and Spartacus and Alexander the Great, right? Um, The law of tooth for tooth, eye for an eye, right? That became the mantra. So it was very um, focused on this like patriarchal energy, which was very different from what we'd been in, which was this like very feminine, fertile, earthy energy, right? Um, lots of fire, 
um, and lots of war, <laughs> right? Um, so then it's so interesting because we swiftly transitioned into the age of Pisces with the birth of Christ, right? And again, a whole other podcast episode. I have a lot to say about Christ consciousness and like Christed consciousness and crystal and Ooh. the whole deal. Um, I would love to hear you get into that sometime. Yes, so I yes, have. You do that. Yes, I plan yes. to do a whole episode about Christ and Mary Magdalene and Mother Mary and the whole deal. Um, but yeah, but so the age of Pisces um, was from approximately uh, zero to. 1900, 2000, 2012, 2020, right? AD. This is where a lot of astrologers differ on when it officially um, went into the age of Aquarius, but the age of Pisces, I mean, I think, like I said, it's, it's not a hard definite, like, okay, now we're in the age of Pisces. Now we're in the age of Aquarius, which is why I think like the age of Pisces didn't quite meet its full potential because I think that so much of the age of Aries was carried into it through distortion of the church because Christ was this high ascended master, right? Who came down to teach unconditional love, to teach um, service, right? To teach um, like... uh, honestly, like suffering for the greater good, but like turning it and transmuting that into something beautiful that serves everyone, right? And so it's interesting because the actual story of Christ and the actual story of Jesus and his disciples, which included Mary Magdalene, who was his most beloved disciple and yet is completely out of the Bible in that way, right? And turned into a prostitute, which literally the Roman Catholic Church just changed back in the 1960s. So it's in our very recent history that we actually have acknowledged that Mary Magdalene was a big part of the church, which tells me like there is huge distortion here um, in terms of like why Christ came and what his energy was for and like ascension in general, right? Because ascension is a word that we actually hear in the church. We hear, you know, he ascended into heaven. Like I was raised Episcopalian and we had to say that every single service, like he ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the father. Right. (laughs) And so it's like, he's not the only one who can ascend. Right. And he didn't come down to be the only one who could ascend. And for people to like hero worship him, he came down to teach ascension, right. In its highest form, the way like the mystery schools had been teaching it and then take it to a whole other level because he was like the king of kings that was born of the soul royalty to teach us all of this. And it's a consciousness too. Like, um, you know, when we talk about Christ, it's not like his name was Christ. He was Christed, right? So so that was a whole process. So, um, so like I said, I could really get into that one because I have such a deep connection to Mary Magdalene um, and always have my whole life. Like I remember telling my um, <laughs> my uh, Bible camp people, we had to act out the Last Supper. And I literally said, I think I was like nine years old. And I said, that's not how it happened. <laughs> so I feel that. Well, how did it happen? Do you remember? Seriously, do you remember? <laughs> I just I just remember it being like 
I just, it wasn't, I don't know. Like I said, it's, it would be so long to go into it, but basically like the short answer is just, there's just been a lot of distortion of the story. And there's been a lot of distortion of like Jesus's nature, basically like Yeshua, that's his real name, right? Yeshua's nature. So and connection to Mary Magdalene and just the whole thing. So um, it would be like way too much to get into, but that's, that's what I'll say for that. Um, but, but yeah, so, and it's not just Christianity, we get Buddhism, um, we get uh, Islam, right? So we get these huge world religions um, blowing up in the age of Pisces, which of course, that's what Pisces rules. Pisces rules um, religion and spirituality and higher consciousness, right? So um, through a spiritual connection, right? So, um, so like I said, there there was a lot of um, there was a lot of distortion from the age of Aries in terms of the formation of the church, and then the church even persecuting the very people who were trying to uphold the tenements of Christ, right? And the priestess lineage of Mary Magdalene and this divine connection and teaching ascension, right? And then the, the church literally went after those people um, to, to maintain power, right? To maintain patriarchal power. So it's very interesting how it all gets distorted, but I think it's really brought us into today where we still have this very patriarchal influence. And now we see with the age of Aquarius and this balancing and equality of energies, the divine feminine rising, right? So that the divine masculine can heal. Because I really do believe that we're still healing from the age of Aries and even well before that. But we have a lot of wounding from the age of Aries that we're still deeply healing from right now. Um, and a lot of people who work with divine feminine energy are, are helping with Right. Um, but yeah, but the age of Pisces was characterized by this higher um, spiritual connection, but um, it was characterized in a way that, like I said, through this distortion kind of took away the power from the people. So that's what the age of Aquarius that we find ourselves in today is bringing back um, because the age of Pisces is like spirituality through suffering right? It's like Jesus was a martyr. And so I work with clients a lot where they have this relationship to spirituality and consciousness where they feel like they have to like give over everything, right? And keep nothing for themselves. And like, you know, that it's out of ego if they're, if they're interested in like self-preservation, <laughs> right? And it's like, no, I think you just have a lot of um, like past life memories of being a martyr for a cause that you believed in because we were working with that energy. That's what Buddhism is, right? Is Buddhism is um, that life is suffering, right? And then being able to see beyond that. But now we're going into the age of Aquarius where we're gliding, right? We're ascending. And so it's not so much that life is suffering and that we have to suffer to learn. It's that life gets to be this heaven on earth, but only if we choose for it to be, right? Um, because the age of Aquarius could go many different ways. And that all depends on how much we show up for our own individual missions and um, transmute that energy for ourselves and for the collective. Because the age of Aquarius has to do with the individual for the collective. And I think that's where people misunderstand Aquarius energy is they think it's like, oh, unity consciousness and like 
<clears throat> everyone's doing exactly the same thing. Everyone's on the same page. And I think, no, that's actually very Pisces. You know, that's like the school of fish, like swimming together all in the same direction, right? And not questioning the follower. The age of Aquarius is all about the individual, but then finding your individual power is what connects you to the collective and what connects you to higher consciousness. And so what people are going to be finding through the age of Aquarius is this very strong individuality, which of course, astrology, <laughs> which Aquarius rules and human design and modalities like this um, help us tap into. So of course, we're going to see a rise in anything consciousness. Um, we're going to see huge advancements in terms of technology. Um, we're going to see more of a drive towards like socialism and um, communism. And I say that in its like um, textbook sense, <laughs> not the way that humans have done it, but like the way that it was, you know, written to be like a utopian communism um, and moving away from like capitalism, moving away from money and the dollar sign being like the only thing that rules us, right? As we break out of this 200 year earth cycle that we've been in um, and into an air cycle with this um, great conjunction that's coming up. Um, so this is all about like, like I said, everything consciousness. So we've been in spirituality and now we're bridging into consciousness. So to me, consciousness is sort of like the freeing of spirituality or the higher octave of spirituality, where it's not just about like, I surrender to a God, I surrender to the universe or to um, Jesus, right? But it's like, no, I am God. I have the universe inside of me. I am a part of the universe. I am connected to all of this, right? And then us building um, a future from that place. Um, so freedom, justice, equality, um, telepathy, um, also like time travel and, uh, you know, space travel, right? Like being able to teleport, like these are all things that, um, you know, like think like the Jetsons, <laughs> right? These are all things that it's, it, our world is going to start looking more and more and more like this with, um, the collective energy, uh, rising in frequency, right? That's why people talk about the fifth dimension, all the time. And funnily enough, like the fifth dimension, the band is the one who recorded the age of Aquarius. Right. Um, yeah. So wild. Yeah. So that's, so fifth dimensional frequency is that higher frequency. We've been in third dimensional, very dense frequency because it's been so long since we had energy like this, right? We've been in energy that really challenges consciousness. Um, and Pisces was sort of like our bridging energy of like religion and spirituality. And now we're coming into like this full consciousness, this full like spiritual mind, body, soul connection that also is going to be like proven by science and backed by science. And so it's not just like, oh, I believe in this or I believe in that. It's like, no, I believe in this and also I have proof of this, right? So I'm very excited. I mean, I think it's so cool to be living in this time. 
I'm yes, I'm so excited, and I'm a Leo rising in my North Nodes in Aquarius, and I'm like, this is this that path is the energy, yes. and I can like in everything you're saying, I'm like, oh, that's yeah, that's just like what I personally am doing all the time is going from trying to figure out my individual and how to help the collect, and I was like, oh yeah, of course, that's that, that's that lineage. Mm -hmm. There's something you said that when you were talking about the Piscean age and distortion, I. I consider Jupiter the ruler of Pisces. I, and then I say like Neptune oh, like hangs out there sometimes. But when you said Pisces, I was like, oh, all of a sudden Neptune is really, you know, distortion, mm -hmm. illusion. Mm -hmm. And I was like, that that was in there. That's been totally. in that. So totally. I mean, I'm a I'm a believer of anything, any extra information. I'm like, yeah, so it's Jupiter and <laughs> Neptune. So I feel like yeah. you can really see that Neptune like vibe. Mm -hmm when you were even talking about the Piscean age. Yeah, the Piscean age to me is so fascinating because I I think it's because of that distortion and because of that illusion. Like it just, I don't think it reached its full maturity um, in the way that it was intended to, which we see through all these lineages trying to to keep um, the lineage going, right? Or keep the... the um, the mission going, right? Because it's like, I mean, everything always works out the way it's supposed to, of course, but like, there's so many different timelines. And I think it's like, it's too complicated to go into. But basically, the layman's version of it is that it, it's just it was distorted through patriarchal power, and through, you know, human um, ego, you know, desire to control um, and to be in power. Right. So, yeah. So, so <laughs> looking ahead and when I say ahead, I mean like super mm -hmm. ahead. What do you think the Capricorn age would be like? Oh my God. I don't even know. I mean, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> I had that thought last night and I was like, wait, so then after Aquarians Capricorn, so then what Honestly, are we going to do? Honestly, such a good question. I have no idea. I mean, maybe that's when like everything will end. <laughs> I mean, I, I, know. I, don't, I don't mean to be like, like, no, I mean, it would make sense. It would be a very Saturn energy of like, okay, and the world's over. Yeah. And we're I done. mean, I don't know. That's such a great question. Um, I don't know. I really don't know. That's such a really, really, really good question. I doubt I'll, I doubt I'll be around for it. I don't really think I'm going to be <laughs> You're around. like, I'll be a spirit guide by then. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, I'm not coming back for the Capricorn age. <laughs> yeah, I mean, such a good question. I mean, I, I truly really haven't thought of that. I'm going to have to go into the records and sort of like look into that and see see what they're saying. They're telling me right now. They're like, don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> they're like I they're like focus on I the can next two thousand years. Right, I know. I was as soon as I started to ask it, I was like, I mean, come on. I mean, I know you like to plan ahead, but I just think this is a little extreme. <laughs> so tell us about by the time this episode comes out, the twenty first will have already passed, which is also my birthday. My birthday is December twenty oh first. Happy birthday. <laughs> That's a big you. deal. Uh-huh. I've, I've, yeah, I'm like, I don't even know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> my birthday's always felt like this very, very significant thing in my mm -hmm. life. Like it's always, and it's my, it's 1221. So I've always felt right. like, yeah, and, super divine. and my name has 21 numbers in it, or my name wow. has 21 letters in it. My brother's 21 months younger wow. than me. Like there's just all like 2112 just pops up 
all the time in my life. So 1221. And so like it was interesting when they were like, yeah, this big, massive, you know, when I started learning about this was happening, I was like, it makes sense. It's on my birthday because I feel like that's just a powerful date. Yes. So, so what is it? Like, I know it's, I know, you know, it's where Jupiter and Saturn are meeting in the Mm -hmm. sky, but as far as what is it in context of this Aquarian age, do you feel like it's like a jumping off point? Do you feel like it's like, I mean, I feel like it's a huge catalyst. I feel like it's a huge cat. I mean, just looking back at like this year and when Saturn was in Aquarius, like look at how different (laughs) everything, everything shifted so quickly. Like that's when all of the like protests and riots and like Black Lives Matter. And I mean, it was huge. It just like blew up, you know? So yeah, I wonder if that's because Mars was in Aquarius then too, if that was like all the extra push because it, because Saturn came in with Mars. True. Back in True, Mars. true, true. So. Yeah. So yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that that's definitely, definitely a contributing factor. Um, but yeah, but even just looking back at like the history of having Saturn alone in Aquarius, like we have the Rodney King riots and the dismantling of apartheid. We have the U.S. civil rights movement, you know? So I, I think it's going to be super revolutionary, this energy. Um, and I think it's going to be a huge, I mean, I think 20, 2020 in and of itself, like, I don't know about you, but last year I was listening to podcasts at the end of 2019, um, with astrologers and (laughs) it was just people who don't know astrology asking like, so what do we look, have to look forward to in 2020? And every astrologer was like, um, I'm not sure if I would call 2020 like a highlight year. (laughs) Like, (laughs) Like, no. like they were just cra- and I was cracking up with them because I was like they like I was like people don't even know what they're in for like this is insanity um so I think I think we're just gonna get more catalyst like changing revolutionary energy so what can we how can we work with this energy how what do we do is there a way to activate it should we not activate it is this like an eclipse where like you don't really want to you know be careful with the energy but how do we work with this energy? I feel like it's a huge celebration. I feel like I f- okay. no, I feel like this is not like a negative, you know, quote unquote, like challenging eclipse type thing. I feel like this is a huge, 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 huge ushering in of this like brand new energy that we as a collective have not worked with for a very, very, very long time. Like none of us in our lives have worked with this energy. So no one alive has, you know? So, I mean, and and I think also too, like we have gone so far um, earth, right? (laughs) That like the last 200 years, like with the industrial revolution and like capitalism rising and, and just like all of that, like I think we've gone so heavy and so deep into that, that this is just gonna be like very, very, very different the next, you know, 200 years. Like I just think- it's going to be radically different, honestly. I'm so excited. I fit, As soon as Saturn went into Aquarius, I was like, it's happening. I can feel it. Everything's getting better. It's all like, I'm like I, mean, I, I was like, feel, the revolution will yeah. be televised. Like, <laughs> I have so many friends with that placement too. So many friends with Saturn and Aquarius. And they're all like that. Like they all like, work in politics or like work in, you know, for a nonprofit or something like that is such like a, a, you know, revolutionary type of energy. Like 
And especially those that are going to go through their Saturn return for the first time, like this is a big shot to the collective because those those you know kids are now 30 so like they're the ones who are like running the show you know and like pushing forward all this momentum I think that's why like Black Lives Matter this time around was so huge because all of those Saturn and Aquarius um, first-time returners are now at that maturation age where they're able to be like right at the front pushing this forward you know so yeah, I think it's going to be such an interesting, such an interesting energy for us to be work. And I think too, for those of us like you and, and me who um, have businesses that are built around consciousness or like conscious understanding, it's just going to take off. Like I've been telling my clients who are, um, who work in that field, who are like healers or energy workers or coaches or whatever, who are my conscious business coaching clients. I'm like, yeah, like just prepare yourself. That's how I've because, been feeling. I'm like, this is like, I need to just, it's okay that it's slow. It's okay. It's slow. Yes. I'm like, this is going to yes. be intense. It's going to take yeah. off. Like we saw that during this Saturn in Aquarius. I saw so many astrologers. Some astrologers got so booked that they had to like start refunding people because, and so I, I put out a message to my collective where I was like, okay, there's like a lot of us, <laughs> like you don't need to book out this like one person so that they never get any free time. Like there's a lot of astrologers <laughs> that are really good. Um, but yeah, like I think, I think anyone who works in that field, it's just going to just blow the fuck up. I mean, it already started to. Jupiter goes. I'm like, oh my God. Yes, this is just gonna yes. be, I'm like, this is going to be so crazy. Because like you said, we it's saw huge. that in the, you know, the spring and summer and Jupiter was yes. there. So I'm like, this yes. is going to be. One of the things I've also seen in this, this Aquarius, the Saturn and Aquarius group is that they... I mean, I think my brother's Saturn in Aquarius. My partner's a Saturn in Aquarius. A lot of people I know are that way. And yeah, I find that they, like, were always the ones to say something in church that they didn't agree with. Yep. Like, yep. Saturn and Capricorn would have been sitting in the car. I was. I was like, just shut the fuck up. Just believe what they say. We all know it's stupid. Mm -hmm. We all know mm -hmm. there's flaw, but shut up. Mm -hmm. Because they're so challenging. <laughs> and then yeah, like, they're so challenging. My brother's like, but da -da -da -da. like he went to Bible college. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, how? How do you <laughs> go and get in and stay in Bible? What And why? Why did you... He's like a screamer for a metal band and a bartender and then also oh gets online god. and does these like philosophical Oh my talk. god. Yeah, he's a Virgo with a Sag moon and Libra rising. I'm like, yeah. And Mars in his first house. He's just he's hot. He's a hot mess. He's not hot. That was weird. He's like, he's go, 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 go. <laughs> and he does jujitsu. I love so, that. Oh, of course. Well, yeah. of course, Mars, uh -huh. I mean, Mars in the first house. Like yep. those people are it's, active. It's in Libra though. So it took him a while. It took him like until Okay. <laughs> Twenty seven to go. Oh, I know how to do things physical now, and I was like, "Yeah, well, you got there, bud." So, uh, anyway, so but yeah, and I yeah, they totally are, and I feel like that's even been happening during the Saturn and Capricorn of this like questioning of religion more. Like I've seen this huge mm -hmm. yeah. exodus <laughs> from the church and organized religion yeah. and. You know, that not being the central and even, you know, the election, so many people are looking at like, oh, we've yep. been voting a lot based on, you know, Rover religion, religion and these crazy things that we've, yep. you know, we it was targeted. I mean, so 
Yeah. And I think that even being coming aware of that and of like, oh, this is this doesn't have to rule our society anymore. Right. And the way we function. Yeah. So I'm excited about because I feel like Saturn and Capricorn, it's been like, yeah, this all sucks. And now Saturn and Aquarius is like, okay, well, here's what we can do about it. Because Yeah. And I love that Saturn is the traditional ruler of Aquarius too, because I think Saturn can get such like like we said, like dismantling apartheid, the US civil rights movement. Like, like progress gets made, shit gets done, you know? And then with that coupled with Jupiter, I wanted to tell you it's in my eighth house. <laughs> Oh, interesting. So, so uh, talk about uh, other people's energies and uh, oh, probably yeah. being pretty. Bad. <laughs> so, I was like, oh my God, I need now to put my boundaries up. Mine's <laughs> like, in my seventh house, which is like, uh, uh, yeah, it's going to go crazy. Nice. Like, yeah, it's nice. going to go. It's going to go nice and crazy. I'm expecting it. I'm expecting, <laughs> yeah, and I'm also my relationship. I'm, we both have it going through our seventh house, and I'm like, oh lord, here we go, here we go. <laughs> so it's just like to get. equality communication, <laughs> and it's so yeah. And I yes, I'm like, oh, I see how this is going to play out for me. I'm all of a sudden getting like very good boundaries with like other people and like clients and anybody I work with one on one. I'm like, and. All of a sudden, I found that boundary, and yes. I've been looking for it for so long. So, and I have Venus there, yeah. so I hope that helps too. Oh yeah, that'll be helpful. Get that'll be nice, nice. Get some nice moolah coming. That'll be some good energy. I think yeah. so. Yeah. Well, this is this has been such a fun conversation. I've loved getting to yeah. chat about all these things. And so, tell us where can people find you. Um, okay. So, uh, the best place people can find me is on my Instagram. So that's at Catherine underscore Whaler. And my last name is spelled W E H L E R. It's weird in German. <laughs> um, thanks dad. Um, so that's my Instagram. And then from there you can find my website and everything, which is katherinewhaler.com. And you can find my Facebook group and all that jazz and book a session if, if you would like to, explore all of this, any of this. <laughs> what do your sessions look like? Because I'm, you do so many things. Do you do like human design sessions, astrology sessions, or do you just like come in and take it all? Or what? Are, what's a session with you look like? Every single session is a snowflake. Love Every that. single session. I've never had a session that is like another session. Um, and it really just, I mean, you can book like straight astrology or straight human design, straight Akashic records with me, um, depending on, you know, what it is that you're interested in looking into. Sometimes I blend all of them together. Um, for my long-term clients, we do all kinds of stuff, um, depending on just what is going to be the best for them that day. I just intuitively tap into, and of course, listen to the client too about what right. they want to do. But I really just intuitively tap into what's going to be the most beneficial for you. And I've never once had a client go, oh yeah, that was a, like every single client is like, this has been the most amazing hour of my life. My whole life has changed. And I'm like, yay, oh my gosh. <laughs> that's what I'm here for. Yes. And Pisces and all those stellium yes. right up against it. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. That's so fun. So 
Okay, and all that will be in the show notes for anyone that is like me and is like, I already forgot everything you said, and I don't know where to I'm find the, it. I'm the same way. I have to – that's my Aries sun, like, and all my stellium and Aries. Like, I have to have it, like, right in front of me, ready to go, ready to click. So Aries is – oh, Aries is in your 10th house. Mm-hmm. Where's your Jupiter? Mm-hmm. Your Jupiter's in Scorpio in your 5th. My Jupiter's in Scorpio in the 5th. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm, with my Pluto and yeah, my oh. North Node. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's a yeah. lot. Yes. North- yes. <laughs> that's a lot. Yeah, we do a lot of. I always say to people, like, don't come to me if you just want results. Come to me if you want transformation. Oh yeah, that Pluto. Oh yeah. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. well, I'm like, I will. I will not be the person to be like, okay, do this, do this, do this, and then you're like the same person the next day. No, like I will say, okay, do this, do this, do this, and it's gonna like completely blow up and transform your. Oh life. my gosh, I'm gonna book a session with you. I am so Ooh, excited. I'm excited. I, oh my goodness, I can't wait. This sounds so juicy <laughs> and fun and exciting. And yeah. I don't know about everybody listening, but. 2020 has kicked my ass. I could use a, a sh- you know, let's so move forward. I'm ready. It's such a fresh energy that's coming in. And I'm that like, that's why I, you know, some people are like, oh, doomsday. I'm like, no, I'm. And then some people are just like, it's any other day. I'm like, no, I think this is a really big deal. And I think this is a very fresh energy. And I think it's a very progressive energy. And especially for people like us, it's just going to be <laughs> really expansive, you oh, know? Yeah. I'm super excited. I th- I do. I really do see. I think a, I was talking to my partner about it last night with the frequencies and stuff because he's an audio engineer and he's not mm. super into the spiritual. St- I mean, he is. He's open to it. But he, I mean, he's understands frequencies. And we were talking mm-hmm. about that last night. And I was like, it's all the same. Like, and I think we're even going to start seeing yep. like this more, you said it, like explanation of science and we already are like the heart math institute is doing so much good research around this Mm -hmm. and like the fact like you know um the fact that whales like a whale song is the frequency of gratitude so like (laughs) whales are just spreading like gratitude through the oceans and like healing the ocean with their song like stuff like that is so cool to me my entire body just like just relaxed when you said that and I was like that's why I've been Isn't like lately so like I need to go to the ocean with the whale yes with the whales the turn on the whale songs yes oh my gosh. yes when I was a They're kid just I had dolphins these, everywhere like, <laughs> same the dolphin is like one of my one of my animals of inspiration like I love Love, love, love. It's one of the ones I'm most connected to. Oh, I love that. Well, thank you so much for coming on. And just, I feel like I just yeah, had to like chat you. with somebody for however long, an hour and a half. And I just feel so, <laughs> like, oh, this is so fun. I know. This is so fun. I loved this. Thank you so much for having me. Hey, hey, welcome back. I hope you guys enjoyed that episode with Catherine. Isn't she fantastic? I have all of her info in the show notes. So if you want to book a reading with her, a session with her, um, she has a lot of great offerings out now. I follow her on social media that she didn't talk about in this episode. So be sure to check those out. I think she's doing, she's doing a class coming up pretty soon and her content is so inspiring and she's really funny. Like she posts a lot of like astrology memes and she's just funny. So even though she's so, as you can hear in the episode, even though she's so like 
gifted and tuned in and aware of this other realm. She's also really fun and like loves The Bachelor and posts about that all the time. And like her Libra Moon totally comes out, which I think Libra Moon is like the hot goss. Like that's <laughs> Libras and Gemini's. It's like let me tell you the hot goss. Um, but it's just like fun and like likes to talk and post funny things. But it's really good content. Like she posts amazing content about the 23rd dimension and how to connect and how to ascend and then also a lot of astrology and some human design stuff too so it's all there i hope you guys enjoyed the episode if you did please let me know reach out to me on social media hit me up go ahead and subscribe to this channel and rate and review the podcast a five-star rating would be awesome i would really really appreciate that if you've never done that please, please, please. It really does mean so much to me and it helps the podcast grow so much. So if you could do that, that'd be great. Um, If you did like this episode, share it on social media, tag me at I Speak Human Podcast. Hit me up on my personal at Victoria G. Stevens. And of course, my website and all that information is below victoriagreerstevens.com to book your readings, to book your coaching sessions, whatever, guys. So, so excited um, that you listened and tuned into this episode. Let me know what you think. Do you have any other questions for Catherine? Do you have any other questions about Ascension? Do you have any other questions about subjects that we talked about today where please let me know. I'd love to hear from you um, or any topics that this inspire that you're like, wait, I want to know so much more about this. Please let me know because I follow so many amazing people and I love getting them on this podcast and chatting with you guys and chatting to them with you guys. So enjoy your week. You're lovely. You're wonderful. And full moon's coming up, guys. So tune in to the Instagram for some fun full moon rituals. Love a good full moon and Virgo. Very, very body energy. So it's going to be a good one. Have a great day, guys. Bye.